guys, your boy Elroy here, and welcome back to the Your Boy Elroy MMA podcast. I am your host, Josh Prep Igina, and we are back, guys. It has sure been a week in uh, combat sports. The last seven days has been incredibly busy, um, but they also have been an incredible blessing. Um, right off the back, I want to thank you guys. If it's your first time here, if you've been here before, uh, welcome and welcome back. We're so glad to have you. This is where we talk about the crazy world of uh, combat sports, and I just share my passion uh, for it for the next, you know, 25, 30 minutes or so. Um, I've been doing this since 2019, and I'm incredibly um just happy with where we've been and where we've come and where we're at. So with that being said, I'm going to ask uh, that this episode you bear with me. I have a migraine, but, uh, you know, as much as I can't stand grind culture, uh, the grind never stops uh, for this podcast. So with that being said, let's get into the news. So I've said it right off the back, and uh, I'll say it again. This has been a week. It's been so busy. We'll talk uh, about, you know, the end of last week um, after the news section, but let's talk about this news real quick because uh, there were a ton of huge announcements this week uh, for the world of combat sports, um, mainly mixed martial arts. So, we'll start off with the first bit of news. Uh, In a string of really high-profile signings, uh, the PFL, Professional Fighters League, signs Cedric Doombay, the former glory kickboxing champion. Um, He was signed to the UFC for a bit. But as stated in the interview, he had a little issue with an MRI and he was pulled from officially signing and didn't have a contract since then. Um, And out of nowhere, this news gets dropped on us. So from Mark Ramundi at ESPN, it says PFL has signed top kickboxer Cedric Doombay. The promotion announced Wednesday Doombay. 30 years of age, had once been tied to a contract talks with the UFC, but now will be plying his trade in MMA with the PFL. He is the former kickboxing welterweight champion and is a 4-0 or 4-0 as a pro MMA fighter with four finishes via KO or TKO. The Cameroon-born fighter who lives and trains in France is coming off a second-round TKO of Pawal Klimas, On March 4th, on an MMA Grand Prix Paris card, Dumbe is a former star on the French reality show The Circle. I am a unique fighter joining the unique organization in the PFL, Dumbe said in a statement. I look forward to great success in the PFL. So that's a huge signing, like I said, in a string of big signings with the PFL. Um, He is like... He has Alex Pajeda, Israel Adesanya hype 
coming from kickboxing. He is that special. He's a uh, he has a great personality. He talks really well, and um, he's a global star. So the PFL definitely snagged a big fish in signing him. Now success is to be determined, but. I'm excited to watch him on that road to success with the PFL. Like I always say here, this isn't the UFC only. We are degenerates. We watch every promotion we can reach. And um, in MMA, we watch a lot of the boxing cards, even the influencer boxing cards we watch, um, as well as Bare Knuckle, which has been high in demand here on this show. But um, let's continue back with the news. In another huge signing with the PFL, Francis Ngannou finally announced his plans. He signs with the PFL, and his debut is expected to be in 2024. The article on MMA Fighting reads, PFL has won the Francis Ngannou sweepstakes. Uh, the tournament-based promotion announced its major signing on Tuesday via the U- via the New York Times, ending four months of speculation over Ngannou's next move after he relinquished the UFC heavyweight title in January to become a free agent. Francis Ngannou is uh, signed what's being called a strategic partnership that gives him equity and leadership roles in the PFL. He plans to debut for the promotion in mid-2024 after an expected boxing match to take place in 2023. Let's just say all in my deal with the PFL is more than anyone else offered, Ngannou said to the New York Times. The fast few months have been very interesting time to understand and see the landscape, but I am very excited about this deal with the PFL because they basically showed what I was expecting. They didn't just show up as a promotion that was looking for a fighter, but really came as a partner to see to a partner that sees more value in you as a person. Nganu will compete in the PFL as part of the super fight division that has launched to feature athletes in high profile fights, most likely on pay-per-view with fighters receiving a bigger share of the profits. As a part of his deal, Nganu has also become the new chairman of PFL Africa as the promotion plans to expand to the continent in the near future. Nganu will have a role in the PFL advisory board that represents the athlete's interests. This is not an athlete deal, PFL CEO Peter Murray tell, told the Times. Francis is an icon today in sports. He is the best in the world at what he does, but he's in the business with the PFL. We're in business together. And Ganu's signing represents a major cope for the PFL as one of several MMA purchases, to, um, MMA promotions to bid for his service. The promotions deal with Ngannou gives him the right to pref- pursue a long-time dream of professional boxing. The Predator has tried to book a fight with Tyson Fury this summer and has been linked to fights with ex-champs Deontay Wilder and Anthony Joshua. In his failed negotiations with the UFC, Ngannou sought not only to box but to gain other concessions that included health insurance for fighters 
and fighters rep in contract negotiations. He said that his demands were not a non-starter for the industry leader, though he did not expect them all to be met. After announcing Ngannou's departure, UFC President Dana White said Ngannou would never fight again in the promotion. Ngannou, UFC's, Ngannou's UFC exit was as an active champion was virtually unprecedented. The UFC or the 36-year-old Cameroon native last appeared in the octagon at UFC 270, where he unified the heavyweight title with a win over former training partner Cyril Gan, overcoming a severe a severe knee injury that later required surgery. He was bound to the UFC for one year or three fights under the Champions Clause, but he officially became a free agent under a five-year sunset clause that was put in UFC contracts in response to an ongoing antitrust lawsuit against the promotion. So there's a ton to unpack there. Thank you to... I'm sorry. Thank you to MMA Fighting for giving a real detailed uh, display there. So he's exclusive to MMA with the PFL. They have... um, no call in the boxing component of his um, career. He is also the chairman of PFL Africa, which at the moment we don't know what that means, but it looks like he's going to be instrumental in bringing the sport of MMA more popularity in Africa, as well as him being... What is this thing called? It's like a weird, um, it's like a strange thing that they call them. Uh, He'll have a role in the PFL advisory board. So this is to um, represent what the athletes are looking for. Also, this wasn't stated in the article because this article came out before um, Ariel's interview with him. But his opponent in his fight will make a minimum of $2 million. Now that's a strange number, but um, it's a number and it's a really big number for anyone who's fighting in MMA at the moment. So you got to believe that he's making a nice chunk of change now. Is it, you know, the $10 million that was offered or eight or $10 million that was offered by the UFC? I don't know, but um, I don't think that matters. It seems like Nganu is happy with what he's going to do here. Um, my only fear is them putting him on pay-per-view only. I don't think Francis is that big of a superstar to be like pay-per-view only. Um, my opinion, you know, as a headliner of a pay-per-view, this is my opinion and my opinion solely. Um, especially for somewhere like the PFL, which, you know, they've had one pay-per-view. And what'd that get? 10,000 buys or, or something ridiculous. You know, I'm just, that's not a real number, but it's an honest assessment. Like, by the by the buzz that it got. You know what I mean? It couldn't have been crazy you know 50 60 100 thousand buys no way way less than that so we'll see what he's able to do you got to believe that 
you know, on that card, it'll be like him, Jake Paul, um, someone like Kayla, if she if she resigns or if she waits till next year to fight. You know, you got to believe that those big names will be on that card. But hey, like I said, we're degenerates. We're 100% going to watch it. And I'm pretty sure we're going to um, enjoy it. He calls himself, or, or I saw something that said like, let me see, because I, I wrote it down. And I, when he said it, I just couldn't believe it, right? So he goes... Where is it? PFL says, actually, Nganu is the future of MMA. But me in my head, I'm like, but he's 36. How could you call someone this late in their career 36? I mean, and I know he's a heavyweight. They are um, known to, you know, for all we know, he has 10 years left. But um, he's still 36 years old. Like, it just doesn't jive with me. But it is what it is. Like I said, we're going to watch anyway. So we will see what happens. We got to expect in the next, you know, couple months, we'll hear about the boxing. But uh, coming off of that announcement, you know, suspiciously or that's like a weird thing to say, right? It's not really suspiciously. It's it's something that I believe that we could have expected. The UFC decided that they wanted to drop a news bomb you know, whenever it was a uh, Tuesday, Tuesday night or um, Monday night, whatever, or Tuesday night. Yes, yes, yes. Tuesday night. So here it goes. Dana does his famous, you know, that I actually love these. He goes live on uh, Instagram with a bunch of breaking news. And this one was a doozy. So here we go. This is from MMA fighting Damon Martin. Shout out to Damon Martin. He's the one who interviewed uh, Josh Oxendine before his fight last week, and uh, he's just great at his job. So here we go. Dustin Poirier will battle Justin Gaethje in a rematch to determine a new BMF champion in UFC 291's main event, which will take place in Salt Lake City on July 29th. UFC President Dana White announced the matchup along with the rest of the UFC's 291's main card and two prelim fights on Tuesday. It marked the second consecutive year that the UFC will take a card to Utah after UFC 278 previously landed there August 2022 with a card headlined by welterweight title fight between Leon Edwards and Kamar Usman. UFC 291 sees Poirier and Gaethje clash against again after their first after they first met in a bout that won MMA Fighting's 2018 Fight of the Year. On that night, Poirier earned a fourth round TKO. Now Gaethje looks for revenge as the lightweights run it back in a five round main event. With Jorge Masvidal retired, White announced the UFC's BMF title is up for grabs again, um, with Poirier and Gaethje now fighting for that honorary belt. The co-main event pits Jan Blahovich versus Alex Pajeda as the former UFC middleweight champion makes his move up to 205. Blahovich had been angling for a chance to move down to 185 for a potential rematch against the reigning champion Israel Adesanya, but now he'll get Pajeda instead. 
One-time middleweight title challenger Paulo Costa will also make his second straight appearance in Salt Lake City as he takes on Ikram Alaskarov in an interesting matchup at 185. Alaskarov just made his debut at UFC 288 where he knocked out Phil Hawes in the second round. Now the Dagestani fighter will take a considerable step up in competition to face Costa. On the card, Tony Ferguson makes his return in action in a lightweight bout against Bobby Green. Ferguson looks to stop his five-fight losing skid while Green has gone 2-2 two and two with one no contest in the past five fights. The matchup also serves as Tony Ferguson's first appearance since he was arrested on charges of driving under the influence in L.A. on May 7th. Rounding out the main card, Michael Chiesa clashes with Kevin Hollins in a battle of grappler versus striker as both fighters look for a high-profile win. Most recently, Holland dispatched Santiago Ponzinibbio with a brutal third-round knockout at UFC 287 in April, while Chiesa had been out of action since November 2021, where he dropped his second fight in a row with a loss to Sean Brady. Two fights also announced for the prelims see Derek Lewis return to action against Marcus Rogerio de Lima and Steven Thompson takes on Michelle Pajeda in a battle of two creative strikers at 170 pounds. UFC 291 takes place at the Delta Center in Salt Lake City. More fights are expected to be added in the coming weeks. It was also announced that August 19th, uh, Aljamain Sterling will defend his UFC Bantamweight title against Sean O'Malley at UFC 292 in Boston. That's extremely exciting. Um, and a quick turnaround in my head, you know what I mean? But um, that is a huge fight for Boston. The co-main event for that card is going to be Zhang Weili versus Amanda Lamosh, which is just phenomenal a great fight for that division very different thank god um the ufc also announced the next day that they have made a um they have signed a partnership for like the next four years with sydney australia that there'll be uh three ufc pay-per-views in four years in sydney so that's really exciting um you got to believe that, you know, Izzy's going back to uh, Australia sooner rather than later. Him, uh, Volkanovski, just huge, huge stars for the UFC. Um, so that's really exciting. So a lot of really fun fight announcements. Uh, the BMF title is back, which is really exciting. You know, it's just was a super crazy week. Uh, for news, but we also had an insane week of fights. So let's go back to last week and talk about all the cards that happened um, last weekend, starting with Friday in Paris, France. This was Bellator 296, where in the main event we saw Fabian Edwards dominate Gegard Mousasi to get a unanimous decision and it was announced that Fabian Edwards will head to Dublin Ireland to take on Johnny Eblen in a middleweight title fight Brent Primus defeated Mansoor Brownowie by unanimous decision it was also announced that Brent Primus will take on Usman 
Nurmagomedov for the lightweight championship. Douglas Lima um, gets back to his winning ways when he defeated Costello Von Stinas. Um And that was it. It was not... <laughs> It was not that exciting of a card uh, besides the drubbing by um, Musasi and Brent Primus getting that W. You know, that was really it. So that was Bellator. It was like a weird time, too. I'm pretty sure I had it on while I was driving. Uh, then we headed to the Spectrum Center. Yes, in Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, I was not there, but this was also like a weird time. It started at like 11 a.m. So starting off the night, Jessica Rose Clark gets submitted in the third round by Tynar Lisbell by rear naked choke. Um, and the next day we find out that Jessica Rose Clark is no longer in the UFC. So I hope that she um, gets back to fighting soon. Uh, we know it would not be in the UFC, but that's cool. She's a killer um character for the sport so we hope to see her soon uh the only real hometown boy on this card brian battle shuts the lights out on gabe breen when he defeats him in 14 seconds of the first round with this counter right hook from hell beautiful performance and uh worthy of a bonus and he gets it shout out to brian battle man he's killer man i love that dude Mandy Bohm defeats Ji Young Kim by split decision. Douglas De Silva D'Andrade defeats Cody Stamen by unanimous decision. Carl Williams defeats Chase Sermon by unanimous decision. The Hellbow Matt Brown defeats Court McGee by knockout in the first round with a right hook. Just still kicking in 2023. Shout out to Matt Brown. Alex Morono submits Tim Means in the second round by guillotine choke. Carlos Olberg KOs Iho Pretoria in the first round. Shout out to Carlos Olberg. Ladies night is back. Um, I'm going to christen him today. The real deal. Ian Machado Gary. He TKOs D-Rod in the first round with a beautiful head kick leading up to some uh, finishing strikes. He just looked like a superstar out there, man. Shout out to Ian Machado Gary. He gets it done. Unfortunately, it's a f you know at the expense of a fan favorite like D-Rod. But um, it's cool, man. He gets it done. Good on him. Uh, we're going to be watching him, man. He, he could be the real deal. I'm christening him that there now. Uh, let's hope that he continues that climb. Johnny Walker defeats Anthony Smith in a not-so-fun fight by unanimous decision. And in the main event, the train continues to roll. Jalton Almeida submits Jarzino Rosenstruck in the first round by rear naked choke. He makes it look so easy, man. Shout-out to Charlotte. Just an incredible crowd there. Attendance of almost 19,000 people. Allegedly the biggest fight night crowd in UFC history, good on them, good on Charlotte for showing out. Um, but my main event for the weekend, I headed to Rock Hill, South Carolina at the Rock Hill Sports and Event Center uh, for BYB 17 Brawl at Rock Hill. I had the pleasure and the honor of 
being media here, which is still crazy to say. Um, you know, I don't care how small the promotion is. I don't care how new the promotion is. I don't care what the promotion is. The fact that I got to cover this just feels like so much fun to say. But um, it was a doozy. So I'm going to go and talk about some of my favorite performances of the night. The Z-Man, Zion Tomlinson Sr. gets it done when he KOs Mattia Laufanda. One of my favorite, you know, this... This card had no shortage of great nicknames. Mattia Laufanda was one of them. His nickname was the Italian Knuckles. Uh, but he gets finished here, and uh, it was fun to watch, man. Z Zion Tomlinson looked like the real deal in bare knuckle. Um, someone who you cannot find any information on, another great nickname, Harold Lightning McQueen. He knocks out someone who... The whole weekend, I'm saying this dude look. I went to the press conference on Friday. I'm like, this dude looks like a savage. Pablo Caballero, he's from Argentina. He gets knocked out, and it was devastating. Um, just rocked, head hits the bottom rope, just out cold. And Harold McQueen, I had the chance of interviewing him, and I'll talk about that more at the end of um, my coverage of this card. But, you know, I, I had to let him know, dude, I love who you are in the ring. You remind me a lot of Kevin Holland, where you talk a lot, but you back it up. And it was great to see. Um, I hope to see him again, man. Super, super fun fighter. Just a really nice guy, too. Um, my homie, Maurice Morris, comes out to this incredible reception uh, he gets it done in the first round by knockout when he knocks out Harrison Aiken. You know, in person, I've never seen something like this where the guy just, like, could not stand. It was insane to see in person that the dude just could not get his legs for, you know, 15 minutes in the ring. Just had real trouble standing up and walking. Um, but shout out to Maurice Morris, man. Ox Fitness's own. Former UFC fighter Rashad Coulter, he KOs Jordan Mitchell in the first round. Um, someone who's really fun to watch as well. Also from that, um, you know, Ox Fitness family, Ryan Jett. He defeats Trevor Allison by TKO in the first round or knockout or submission. The dude was tapping. It was insane to see in person. <laughs> uh, Josette Cotton defends her Police Gazette title when she defeats Jeremy Driver by unanimous decision. Uh, a lot of knockdowns there. A ton of knockdowns there. Um, Josette Cotton has a lot of power. She's really physically strong. Um, and yeah, she's super duper tough. Shout out to her. And shout out to Jeremy Driver. You know, never really looked hurt. I don't know if she was trying to conserve energy or conserve an onslaught from Josette Cotton. But because she never really looked hurt. I don't care how many times she got knocked down. She never looked hurt. And in your main event, this pains me to say um, the winner by a BS unanimous decision or majority decision. <sighs> Mark the Shark Irwin defeats Josh Oxendown. This was a drubbing by Josh Oxendown. He he knocked down Mark Irwin really bad. Um, if I showed you the picture of these two guys' faces, I really want you to tell me who won the fight 
it's insane to say out loud that Josh lost this fight. Um, he broke his hand in the third round. He couldn't throw it in the fifth round. And the ref took two points from him because he wasn't throwing his right hand. That was the ref's explanation. So we'll see what's really up with this fight. We're bound to see it again. Shout out to Mark Irwin and shout out to my boy, Josh Oxendine. I love that dude. Him and Maurice felt like superstars. I told Josh personally, he came over for a Mother's Day dinner, him and his family. You know, I'm this is my homie for real. I had to hide it uh, during my, you know, coverage of this card. I, I didn't root for him out loud or anything. I just, you know, stood reserved, stood professional. But this is like a, a real friend of mine. Uh, I told him when he came over for dinner, I said, dude, I've been to WrestleManias. I've watched wrestling all over the United States. Really, really big events. I said, I've never heard a ovation like that. It was crazy to see in person. I felt goosebumps. I'm feeling goosebumps right now just talking about it. Shout out to Josh Oxendine. A star was made on that night. And that was BYB 17. Again, thank you to BYB for uh, the hospitality. Shout out to Don. Shout out to Dada. Shout out to uh, Mike Goldberg and Polly Malinaji and Big Mo. Super nice guys. And shout out to the guys over at Bare Knuckle News. Um, they were Austrian. They were really, really nice. They helped me a lot in my first coverage of a card live. So that was BYB, like I said, my main event for the weekend. So let's get into this upcoming weekend. Um, I'm going to go from something that I'm the least excited to the most excited, and you'll never believe. We're going to start with the UFC on Saturday night, live from the Apex in your main event, Mackenzie Dern versus Angela Hill. In your co-main event, Edmund Shabazian versus Anthony Hernandez. Emily Ducote versus Lupita Gondinez. That's probably the fight that I'm, you know, I'm more excited for that fight than the main event in terms of women fighters. Uh, Andre Fialio versus Joaquin Buckley. That's going to be a banger, no doubt. Shout out to Michael Johnson. He takes on Diego Fajera. Mahashati versus Slava Claus. Karolina Kovacavich versus M Vanessa Dumopoulos. We have Orion Cross versus, or Orion Kose, I'm sorry, versus Gilbert Urbina, Alir Latifi versus Rodrigo Nascimento, Chase Hooper versus Nick Foyer, Natalia Silva versus Victoria Leonardo, and Takashi Sato versus Themba Gorimba, or Gorimbo, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, it's a UFC card, and this leads into the first weekend off for the UFC in a really, really long time. Then we're going to head to Las Vegas, Nevada, the MGM Graham Garden Arena, where Devin Haney takes on Vasily Lomachenko. Really, really excited for that fight. Um, I love this poster. <laughs> it says, Checkmate. Uh, it's a boxing ring with a chessboard. And both guys, this looks incredible. This, If this fight leads up... Or, you know, delivers on the hype. I am 100% getting that poster printed out. Phenomenal, phenomenal work by Top Rank. Oh, man, this is 
beautiful. Shout out to those guys. I'm excited to see it. Then my main event for the weekend, we head to the Three Arena in Dublin, Ireland, where one of my favorite boxers in the game right now, Katie Taylor, she takes on Chantal Cameron for the undisputed female super lightweight title. Katie Taylor moving up in weight to take on an undefeated fighter in Chantal Cameron. This is, oh, this gets me going. This is on the zone. I cannot wait to see this. I don't care what time it is. It looks like it starts at 2 p.m. Eastern time. I am watching this fight, man. I cannot wait. Shout out to Katie Taylor. She's got a fan in me. Just so humble, so real. Um, just someone that you can't help but root for. But that has been this week's episode of YBE MMA. I am Josh Prepagina. You can find me on all forms of social media. Elroy Preps in one word. You can find the show on Instagram at YBE MMA as well as Teespring. Teespring.com slash stores slash YBE MMA. Uh, there will be a special episode dropping on Monday, so stay tuned for that. If it's your birthday, happy birthday. Love your mothers. I love you, mom. Enjoy the fights this weekend, and we'll see you next week. Thank you.